This episode is sponsored by Berkshire Hathaway Homestate Company's BHHC, a leading national rider of workers' compensation insurance. With the highest possible AM best rating of A15, BHHC represents financial strength and integrity. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Drew Garcia, Vice President of the Landscape Group with Rancho Mesa. Today, we're going to discuss four factors that shape a business's risk profile. Drew, thank you for joining us. Alyssa, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here today to shed some light on the factors that help contribute to a business's overall risk profile. A business owner may be thinking about how they compare to their local competitors in terms of the products and customer service that they have, but they should, on the same token, be considering their risk profile and insurance costs in the same way. It's a little tricky for the average business to really know how they stack up against others in their industry. And there's no better time to evaluate your business's risk profile than right now. So Drew, will you explain some of the factors that can contribute to a company's risk profile? Alyssa, absolutely. Yeah, I like this conversation because, you know, I think that a lot of people when they're thinking about their insurance and when they're renewing their insurance or they're viewing their own company and where they think their premium should fall, they're kind of looking at the basic concepts to that. So looking at their loss history, have I had a lot of claims? Do I think that's going to impact my premium and what's going to happen there? We can take it to the next level and really identify some key factors that are going to contribute to premium increases or decreases. And what I like in this, like a landscape business, imagine a property manager reaches out to a landscape company and says, hey, I want you to come bid our HOA. I want you to look at maintaining our HOA. And imagine if they said, but I don't want you to come visit the site. You cannot see the HOA. You don't know how big it is. You don't know what the health of the plants are, what the health of the lawn is, and what enhancements we might want. But I want you to give me your price on it. There's no way that landscape company could be accurate in coming up with a price to cover what it would take for them to you know, maintain those grounds. Because there's a lot of detail that an estimator is going to have to take when they go out to that property to walk it and look at the health and condition of the plants and the grounds and what they're going to need to do to improve it or, or to maintain it, how many people it's going to take. There's a lot that they have to consider when they're coming up with their ultimate price. Same concept for the insurance underwriter. It's not just your experience mod and you know I've had a lot of claims, I'm going to get a premium increase. There's way more to it. So we're going to talk about four different factors that contribute to that. Two of them being more analytical and then the other two are more point blank and, and operations-based. But I wanted to start with frequency of claims. So, you know, when you're looking at your loss history and you're evaluating the claims that you've had, the underwriter is going to evaluate how many claims you've had versus your competitors, other people within your industry. So you can come up with a, a number or figure that quantifies the number of claims that you've had over extended period of time or versus payroll or versus hours work to kind of put frequency of claim into the context of an actual number. And there's information out there where you can then compare your business to other landscape businesses or other businesses within your industry to see how you're doing. And you're also stacking that up against your own five-year experience to see where you've trended. Are you doing worse? Are you having more claims? Are you having less claims? Are those claims leading to more lost time? So there's a lot that goes into it, but you need to identify how many injuries you're having. And then once you see that, you need to take that information and then make corrective actions to try to eliminate you know, the injury from occurring in the future. And you can use tools like Rancho Mesa's Risk Management Center, jump on there, 
and search any kind of claim that you've had and find a training, then maybe assign that to a foreman or a supervisor that's in charge of the crew that had the injury and then also the injured employee in an effort to keep it from happening again. So you're kind of keeping your tabs on frequency, the number of claims that you're having. Yeah, the frequency of claims shouldn't be that big of a surprise for as a factor for companies looking at the risk profile. The more claims you have, the more risky your profile. But unless a business owner takes the time to really look at the number of claims and compare that number to the average for the industry, they really wouldn't know how they're doing. What other factors are included in the risk profile? Yeah, I think taking the claims to the next level. So there's two different types of claims, really. There's medical-only claims, which are typically much smaller in cost and uh, and severity. And then you're going to have indemnity claims, and that's going to be claims that have resulted in lost time, permanent disability, maybe the claim became litigated. And those jump out to an underwriter more so than a medical-only claim because they know there's more to that. And you want to see how many indemnity claims you're having per whatever basis, whether it's hours worked, payroll. And then you want to stack that information up against your competitors to see where they stand. And then also check your five-year period to see if you're trending in the right direction or if there's anything that you could spot that can help make an impact on your risk profile. And then same kind of concept with frequency you really want to identify when you do have an indemnity claim, what can you do to improve it? You know, Could you establish a stronger return to work program? Can you eliminate those severe injuries from occurring by adapting some kind of process within your operations to avoid those injuries you know, in the future? And when you're doing that kind of stuff, you need to communicate that to your insurance professional so that they can relay that to the underwriter. That way they know that problem has been taken care of or you've addressed it and tried to resolve it. So in tracking indemnity is ultra important. So getting employees back to work after an injury or illness is extremely important. It can mean that the difference between a litigated claim and a happy employee on their way to a full recovery, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Drew, let's talk about your experience rating. Yeah, so the experience rating is probably the most point blank piece of information that a business owner is going to know. And normally they're surprised by it when it comes out. And there's so much software out there right now on the agency side, on the risk management and insurance side that we're able to provide projections to our clients so that they're not blindsided by any increase and they can anticipate decreases or increases. So the two terms we just talked about, frequency and indemnity, those play a huge factor in ultimately how your experience mod is being published. And, you know, the basic concept of the experience mod is it's a number either above one or below one. Above one meaning you're doing, you know, you have worse loss experience than your industry peers. Under one would be you have better loss experience than your industry peers. And then that directly impacts your pricing. It's either a credit or a debit right onto your premium. So you're seeing that realized immediately. And, you know, ways that you can improve your experience mod is really just understanding a couple of key concepts. And we talked about these in the past, so I won't really detail them. But knowing when your unit stat date is very important, knowing your primary threshold, which is different for every landscape business, that's very important. And then, you know, controlling frequency and indemnity, because ultimately that's going to impact the size of your experience mod. And obviously, if you're having less claims and less lost time claims, there's not a lot of cost being paid out by the carrier. That's going to improve your experience mod and help lower your premium. Uh, the XMOD is such an important number when it comes to your risk profile. It's like the credit score for safety, and I think you mentioned that earlier. So what else should we know about our risk profile? Diving into operations, and you know, I only work with landscape companies, and everybody's aware of that now. And you know, when I first got into insuring landscape businesses five years ago, I figured I knew everything about that industry and you know what could be so complex about insuring a landscape company. What I really like about what I do is five years now into doing that, I'm still learning about that industry and realizing they do way more than everybody really realizes. 
And it could depend on your, you know, where you are in the country and how your operations can change. But it's basically one class code that work comp carriers are using to identify a landscape company. And, you know, for all the landscape companies out there that are listening, you know, there's a big difference between landscape construction installation versus landscape maintenance. And if that message isn't being relayed to the underwriter appropriately, they have no idea how heavy your operations can be. So it's okay to be a landscape construction company. That's awesome. You can do great work. We've seen full landscape construction companies realize the industry's lowest rates because they really control their exposures. You know, with landscape construction, typically you're using heavier equipment. So the likelihood for you to have a severe injury is greater because if something happens with that equipment and someone gets hurt, the outcome's not going to be, you know, very good. And if you're able to control that and then you're able to communicate that to the insurance carrier, not only by your loss experience. So if you're not experiencing any claims, you really need to communicate that to the insurance carrier so that they know why you're not experiencing those claims. And it could be because, like I said earlier, you've altered operations as a result of a certain exposure that you've now mitigated because either you're you know, walking around that exposure or you've made some kind of adjustment with how your employees are lifting things or putting things into the back of a truck, uh, using a trencher, using a skid steer, using you know, any kind of subcompact equipment you know, to keep them from having those serious injuries. So just communicating your overall operations. And then, you know, even if you're more on the maintenance side, landscape maintenance, there's still many things that you can do to make sure that, you know, things are appropriately being communicated to the insurance carrier so that they know, yes, I do landscape maintenance, but I'm so far down on the severity spectrum. We shouldn't really have any really serious injuries because we're not using this equipment. What kind of mowers are you using? What kind of, you know, blowers and string trimmers are you using? So there's a lot that goes into it. You just need to identify and take the time to really communicate that to your insurance professional so they can accurately portray you to the insurance market and they can become more accurate with their pricing. You know, it just takes time to do that. I think a lot of business owners just think my experience mod impacts pricing only. There's so much more to it and it does take a little bit of time for you to put that information together. But once you do and you've done it once, typically operations don't change on an annual basis. You're doing the same thing consistently. You're probably only improving things. There's less legwork moving forward, but you know, really putting together a solid depiction of your company makes a significant impact on your premium. Yeah, it's really important to understand how much of a business operations falls under each category and what percentage of operations are considered risky and others that are are not so risky. Is the risk profile something that a business can really improve? I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about that, but what are some things that they can do? Absolutely. Yeah. So what's funny is, as people are listening to this today, you have a risk profile. It's already been created. So it's either own it and improve it or neglect it and continue on. So we always take, obviously, the approach of being proactive at Rancho Mesa. And we've created tools to help value a company and put that key information in front of them so that they don't have to go digging to find you know additional information and put it together. We understand how much time that can take. And a tool that we're really excited to introduce here in 2021 is our KPI dashboard, which is a key performance indicator dashboard for business owners to really evaluate safety in real time and make decisions based on information that's put in front of them that ultimately impacts the experience bought in their future pricing. And we really feel like that's going to be a benefit to the companies that we work with because number one, we're saving them a ton of time in terms of them having to go find out where to get this information. How do I value it? How do I stack it up against my competitors? How do I compare there's a lot of you know information that you're going to have to go digging into to find out to how to do that. So we're going to put that together for you on, on a one pager, and then you can use that page to share it internally 
and improve your risk profile, improve your loss experience, and ultimately lower your total cost of risk. So Drew, if listeners have questions about their risk profile and our KPI dashboard, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yep. So if you're a landscape company, a lawn care company, my number is 619-922-1781. That's my cell phone. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me right now. And you can visit our website at ranchmesa.com and check out what we're doing on the landscape side. We have a portion on the website dedicated to landscape. Or you can email me. My email is drewgarcia at ranchomesa.com. Drew, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Alyssa, thanks for having me. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.